Podcasts from the Cat. Voices and sounds from Crew and Nantwich. To lose a child uh, under any circumstances uh, is is harrowing. Um, but to lose uh, a child unexpectedly is doubly so. And um, that's unfortunately what happened to Wendy, Wendy Shaw. Uh, she lost her son, John. And we're going to speak to her now to find out uh, what the circumstances were surrounding that and what has happened as a result of that tragic death. So, uh, Wendy started the John Shaw Foundation, and I'm rather hoping at the other end of this line we have Wendy. Wendy, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Dave. Are you all right? I'm very, very well. How's yourself? Oh, fine. Loving the weather. Yes, it is. Thanks for that, Wendy. Um, we're, we're stuck in here with no windows. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much for that. <laughs> I like to share. <laughs> you surely do. Uh, Wendy, I've just uh, outlined uh, the uh, tragic circumstances around uh, your son John's death. Okay. Um, yeah. Could you could you just give us a little bit of backstory with regards to? Uh, how old he was, wh- what condition uh, prompted this? Uh, yeah, of yeah, course. Um, he was 19 years old. Uh, he'd been diagnosed with epilepsy uh, three years previous to that. Um, yep. We didn't know... Um, obviously, we knew the risk to epilepsy through drowning or accidents or injury, things like that, but we never knew about the the thing which actually um, took his life in the end, which is something called pseudo, and that's sudden unexpected death in epilepsy. Uh, so it's, uh, uh, you know, um, young people die through it with epilepsy. Uh, they're completely um, fit and healthy otherwise, uh, and there's no other explanation for the death. It's just, the, the, the you know, they have a seizure and, and, and they die, and, and so that's what, that's what happened to John. Right. When when it says in the what you've done as SUDEP, that's the yeah. um, the foundation. It, unexpectedly, is that what, what were the circumstances surround that, Wendy? Well, well, John, he was he was actually home for Father's Day, and he was on medication. He was he was working away in Bristol. He'd, he'd got an apprenticeship with the um, MOD. Oh yeah. He was home for Father's Day, uh, and he actually had a, an appointment with his um, consultant on the Friday. Everything was going well. Um, we were concerned that he did, he wasn't aware of his seizures, so we weren't sure that we were kind of reporting them as we should be because he didn't know about them. Um, but the clinicians were, were happy with the way he was uh, living his life, his lifestyle, everything. So uh, we just went went away, had a normal weekend, had a family night in on the Saturday night, um, getting ready for Father's Day on Sunday morning. I went into his bedroom to get him up to come down and help with his dad's breakfast. And unfortunately and sadly, um, he'd passed away at some time during the early morning. So he passed so, away in his sleep then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which, um, is, which is what normally with SUDEP, that's what normally happens through sleep. Okay, um, and that's obviously that's the unexpected side of it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, I, I can't begin to sort of uh, think about the the, the the tragic circumstances surrounding mm. that. That that is then you took that forward, didn't you? And thought, right, okay, mm. this is a, a, a really really tragic thing to happen. What? What can mm. I do then? Was that the kind of mindset? What can I do about that? 
it, yeah, it, it was. John, John, when he was alive, always he always looked out for for, for people. Uh, he didn't like to see injustice, and it, and he was he was he was kind lad to everybody and i i i didn't want his name to be forgotten yeah i wanted it to carry on and i wanted to carry on helping people the way he would in life um so i you know i i decided to help those other young people uh, with epilepsy and and try and support them to keep safe and, and live independently okay were you um were you surprised that the lack of um a particular organization anyway and, mm. and what was the what were the kind of support options available uh, for people who were in a similar similar situation to you at that time? Um, none really. I mean, there, there, there are a couple of um, bigger charities that that will offer things like counselling. Um, once you know when you've lost a, a child through SUDEP, but there was nothing really uh, to help. Uh, young people that were living with epilepsy yeah. to, uh, to to help them keep safe because the, the the equipment that we we help to fund and and provide is not available on on the NHS. It's always it's always you know they can only buy it privately and, and it's really expensive. Right. Um, I mean, obviously, I was aware of the condition epilepsy, but this mm. um, this sudden death. Uh, mm. unexpected death it's completely new to me what's the public perception do most people know about it or d- no you know? no no it's it, it you know it's it's not i mean people have referred to it as being rare i don't think it's rare it's um it, it takes the lives of 600 young people every year really um yeah, so one in a thousand people that are living with epilepsy, and this is just in the UK, this is not worldwide, um, will, will die due to SUDEP. Uh, and if the, if the seizures aren't managed well through medication, yeah. you know, that can increase up to a, a one in 150. And since, since I've lost John, I've obviously made contact with, with different agencies and lots of parents about, uh, done various polls and things. And, and, and 85% of parents who have lost a child through SUDEP had never been told about the, really? the risk of death. Goodness through, me. through, through, uh, yeah. Now, and actually, I, I mean, I've been working with, um, our local MP, Kieran Mullen, and one thing that I sort of pointed out to him, was the fact that there's more deaths through SUDEP than there are through SIDS, you know, the sudden infant death. Oh, yes, yeah, cot, cot deaths, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, cot deaths. So there's there's actually more deaths through SUDEP a year than there are SIDS. And really? yet everybody knows about SIDS, don't they? Sure, So sure. I, I don't get it. Yeah, I'd spotted on social media that you'd um, had a, a chatting to uh, Kieran Mullen. Um, mm. What's going to come out of that, Wendy? Well, he's, he's been he's been he's been proactive. Um, I, I think it's because he's he's a doctor, isn't he? He's got sure. he's got lots of links with the with the health service, and it's important. Uh, uh, one of our aims as a charity is to uh, promote awareness of SUDEP. So I've been speaking to the uh, CEO of Leighton Hospital, uh, James Sumner, and he's really on board with uh, with speaking to A and E because, of course, people will present with epilepsy and having seizures at A and E about SUDEP. Uh, we've also been working with their bereavement team um, as well and also I'm working with quite closely with the neurology department in the um, university hospital in Stoke Uh, they're speaking to their patients about SUDEP they're running a national from a national checklist so that they cover all the risks not just some of the risks but also we're, we're providing monitors for, for those uh, patients that are new to epilepsy to try and sort of 
um, make sure that they're on the correct medication and, you know, they're, they're referring to us. And I'll also be speaking to uh, community support groups about my experience and uh, how, how best to stay safe. So, you know, John, John Shaw Foundation is actually far-reaching now. It's, it's, it's doing really well. Excellent uh, stuff. Getting out there, you know. Excellent. Now, you mentioned then um, monitors. Is that something that I know they, do, they have um, for infant death? Um, mm. uh, they have monitors for that. Is it a similar kind of thing? Sort kind of. There's lots of there's lots of different sorts of monitors. Um, that you, you know, you can get anything from uh, the mattresses, which I think a lot a lot of the um, children use. You know, in yeah. the cots, yeah. the, the mattress sensors. But the one that we've been, uh, the company that we've been working with, and it's not exclusive at all. It, it's the kind of monitor that the 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 young person will wear on their arm. So there's a base unit with the with the carers. So it's like a baby monitor, if yeah. you like. But the alarm will sound if there's an increase in movement. So if you're having a tonic-clonic seizure, there's an increase in movement. But, I mean, not everybody has tonic-clonic seizures. Not everybody moves. But the other thing that it measures is heartbeat, oh, right. pulse rate. So, so if there's a change in pulse rate, either up or down, um, it alerts the, the caregiver as well. So, you know, they can get to that patient, that young person, and, and give them help and, you know, stimulate and bring them around and talk to them and, you know oh that's great great stuff now now yeah. then uh, wendy obviously um that had an impact on on yourself you've got another son haven't you matt yeah i've got two two other sons actually okay. but matt matt was matt, matt was the closest in age to to, to john yeah right because one of the th things I, i've spotted that you do is give help to uh, bereaved siblings it, yeah how important uh, a facet of the work you do is that do you know when when John died, I um, I I had lots and lots of uh, support from from all kinds of areas, um, friends coming round. You know, uh, the, fo the the focus of support was definitely on me, even more so than his dad. Yeah. And and, and one day, um, one of one of our visitors was leaving, and Matthew was there with me, and they they sort of gave Matthew a hug and said to him, "Look after your mum, won't you?" And Aww. it struck me at that point, well, that's fine, but who's going to look after him? Because I wasn't emotionally in a place to be able to offer that support that he sure. needed. Sure, uh, So, and, and speaking to other um, families that, that have had this kind of loss, we decided as a charity that we wanted to address that. So we're, we're specifically um, sort of ring-fencing some of our funds to, to supporting bereaved siblings, uh, and it might be they might want to join a, a football club or a rugby club, or we'll fund that. We are putting Forest Schools activity days on on weekends for them. Uh, any, any, it's, it's, it's totally driven by the, by the young person's wishes. Got you. You know, um, whatever they think will help them through that horrible time of, of kind of losing a sibling, uh, we, we will support them with it. Because it's the other, it's the whole thing. It's the unex unexpectedness of it as well that, mm, that must mm. be doubly upsetting. You mm. mentioned funds just then, uh, yeah. like like a lot of charities who found it tough during COVID. Um, yeah. What's the situation with regards? If somebody's been listening and thought, do you know what? That would be something I'd like to support. How? What's the avenue for fundraising or for donations, Wendy? 
Um, well, obviously we've got we've got to just just give him page. Yeah. Uh, but I think the, uh, but there's all sorts of things that we we we've, we're doing. Um, we've got we've got a, a weekly lottery. We've started up a weekly lottery. Yeah. Uh, we registered with Amazon Smile and all, all sorts of re, uh, things like that. But I think the best thing that people could do is probably go on to the um, John Shaw Foundation website. Yeah. Which is johnshawfoundation.org quite quite simple and um there's lots of information about how they can help uh, raise funds on on there on the on the sort of donate page got you um we've got a couple of uh, quite quite big fundraisers coming up actually uh, and uh, you know if there's anybody listening uh, i'll do a little bit of an appeal here if i can um we've got two girls two sisters and they're cycling from land's end to john o'groats Oh, they? Right, okay. Yeah. Uh, and they're, they're hoping to do it in 10 days, uh, so they're doing 100 miles a day. Yeah. Um, so we, we could do with a sponsor, actually, because it's going to cost them quite a bit money because obviously they've got to stay places and, and, and T-shirts and things like that. Right. Uh, and, and, you know, we, we're going to help them, but rather than take all the funds away from the young people who want to help, it would be really lovely if a local business could... Sponsor. Sort of Sponsor, right. sponsor it, you know, and then obviously we'll we'll sort of uh, okay. put them on the the t-shirts. But the other thing that we've, we're, we're trying to organise is a, a 10k and 5k fun run around oh. Crew. Oh, good. Uh, uh, August Bank Holiday uh, weekend. So um, we've got as a route plotted. We're just waiting for Cheshire's to come back to us now and uh, and okay it all. But hopefully that that will go ahead as well. Okay, and will you be running, Wendy? No, I will not. <laughs> Neither will I. I'm not, I've got a dodgy I, knee. <laughs> I, will be, I will be the number one supporter. Them at the end. <laughs> of course you are. Of course you are. Um, Wendy, it's been a privilege to speak to you and, and just shows you, doesn't it, uh, a tragic event. Um, good can come out of it and what you've yeah. done is, is nothing short of tremendous, uh, the way you've okay. galvanised people um, and looked at a need that, that wasn't there that you even you didn't think was there and uh, yeah. you, you've you've managed to get the ball rolling on that uh, everyone at the cat is um is uh, really appreciative of the way you've got stuck in there uh, Thank you, yeah. funny enough uh, one of our other presenters stuck their head around the door when um, they heard that i was speaking to you and said that happened to one of their family so Wow. what you were saying is it's it's not as uncommon as you think and uh, no you know, it's not no wonderful stuff um we asked you for a couple of three tunes. Uh, yeah. Shot come by George Ezra, we've already played. The next one yeah. up um, is Your Welcome by Dwayne Johnson. Can you give me a little bit of a backstory about that? I, I certainly can. Um, John, John was a, a larger-than-life character in every, in every way. And I don't know if you've ever seen the film Moana. Um, but um, there was a, 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 a demigod in that called Maui, uh, and he was he was um, kind of reminded everybody of John really. Right. And, yeah, and John um, he loved the, he loved the film. I mean, you know, as a big strapping um, front row player um, for rugby union, nineteen yeah. uh, year old, he'd stand there and sing this Dwayne Johnson song do all the actions and everything and we, nobody could watch the film for laughing at john and that just seemed to be his he loved it he loved the film he loved he loved performing that um to the point where it, it was his really it was his song um to the point where we we played it at, at his funeral um Aww, you know i just i just felt it was important to just 
Well, I'm so glad. I'm so glad we had that on the system. I'm absolutely delighted to play that for you. Uh, And what a testament and, and, um, um, you know, an epitaph, if you like, to to John himself. Uh, It's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you. Thank you so much for your time, Wendy. And uh, we'll, um, we'll... Put a big shout out for a sponsor for your Land's End to John O'Groats. When's that happening, by the way? Um, they're setting off on the 8th of August, and so they're getting to John O'Groats on the 18th of August. So I'm, I'm going up there for the 18th of August to, to cheer them in. Brilliant stuff. Okay, well, yeah. um, we, well hopefully, let's, let's make a date in the diary to get in touch a bit nearer the time, and we'll yeah. see how th- preparations are going for those two charity events yeah. for you. Yeah, brilliant. It's been a pleasure and a privilege. Thank you so much, Wendy. Go to listen.thisisthecat.com for more podcasts and more ways to listen.